What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Pull Up and Chat Podcast. Juan and Victor here with you. What's going on, brother? Doing good, man. Been a, been a good week, you know, back into more familiar terms and stuff like that, home-wise, family-wise and stuff. So, you know, as I said in, the, in one of our last episodes, my fiance was going to be returning. So definitely glad to have her back and falling into our routines and life and stuff like that so i can't complain what about you how are I, things on your side i see i'm not i'm not enough for you is that is that what it is i'm not enough for you the whole idea of this that, the whole I, exactly <laughs> the whole idea of this podcast is because you know we're bros right you know we, we do this together but now what i'm i'm it just sounds like i'm not enough for you but you know what listen the 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 saying is bros before Ooh. Not before fiancés, you know nah, what I'm right. saying? You're like right. wife you're and right. fiancés, you, you, it, <laughs> it switches up a little bit, just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I gotta say that. I'm, so they ain't trying to end up in the doghouse. So let's <laughs> let's 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 keep it there. Nah, things are going well, bro. So, things are going well. We we kind of got some spring weather. Like I, I guess it was yeah. like towards the end of last week. We got that. Like like I wore my jean jacket for the first time this year with the hoodie. Right. It felt great to be able to do that. And then all of a sudden, I think it was today I had stepped out and it was freezing cold out there. Like, Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, like make up your mind, New York. But we're almost there, yeah. man. So everything's going great, though. Just uh, excited to get into the episode today, man. We're going to talk some football. Definitely. Yeah, We well, we got some basketball to talk about. But, yeah, we are going to start some football. We have a couple of football-related topics. But we want to start with... Uh, with the round two of musical chairs, basically. So, <laughs> you know, by the way, before I throw that out there, man, I'm I'm kind of props to the NFL for all this shuffling around. They kind of like, you always attribute like the, sh- the shuffling of people, you know, the hot stove season with Major League Baseball, the free agent period in basketball. But yeah. football's like, nah, we out here. We, we doing Yo, it too. Yo, for real though, for real. They're, I mean, to me, they're, they're the number one sport in the country. And to be able to extend that to the free, to, to the free agency it, it just i mean they're, they're trying to dominate 12 months a year it seems like yeah that's kind of it news like what we're about to discuss kind of like is gonna help them achieve that and so in prior episodes we've been talking about all these chatters of quarterbacks especially looking to move from teams you know from the aaron Rodgers to the sean watson and so on and so forth and so just when we thought we had, you know, all the chips out there, uh, a news story broke of Russell Wilson, the longtime quarterback, franchise quarterback of the Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks to be more specific, uh, you know, reaching out with, to his team. You know, this started off as, you know, him wanting more input on the offensive line and certain things in the offense. And while he hasn't demanded a trade, it's being reported that his agent told the team like hey i'm willing to stay here but if you guys are willing to move me here are four teams (laughs) that i want to move to and so i kind of want to get your thoughts on that on the viability of him actually moving and what does that mean to the rest of the league yo i immediately laughed when i seen that because it's just like (laughs) you're trying to get the best of both worlds first you're saying you know i don't want to get traded right you come out the report comes out about you know these potential teams that you would like to go you know would like to get traded to then you come out and say i don't want to get traded i want to stay in seattle 
But if there's a possibility of me getting traded, then these are the teams and destinations I would like to go to. Like that to me, right? That's a complete joke, man. Just say you want to get traded. But I think that um, in terms of Russell Wilson, it was surprising to see how everything is basically crumbling down with this franchise who's been competitive this entire decade, or the past decade at least. They went from, you know, being in the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl, um, to making it to back-to-back Super Bowls basically um, and competing all the way through. Obviously, they lost the Legion of Boom. They paid Russell Wilson, which is why they lost that, that uh, the Legion of Boom. So to see how everything is crumbling down, you would think that they have everything a quarterback would want. They have a great coach. They have weapons on the on the offensive side of the ball. You know, the defense isn't horrible. They've gotten better, especially with the addition of Jamal Adams. It's like you, you start questioning, like, what is it that you're looking for? And we look at the teams that, that Adam Schefter reported that he wanted to be a part of. Um, and the, the four teams were the Dallas Cowboys. Number two was the, the New Orleans Saints, the Las Vegas Raiders, and Chicago Bears. And, and this is where I have to question, like, his motive behind it. Obviously, he said... The offensive line was a big issue as to why he wants to, you know, get moved because they haven't really they haven't built an offensive line there. They've actually traded away their best offensive line in the past couple of years. So they haven't really done anything with that. And apparently he doesn't have any input on the offense. We can talk about the Super Bowl, how they chose to throw the ball rather than running it. I'm pretty sure he probably would have preferred giving it to Marshawn Lynch. So. I understand right. that, but the teams you 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 picked as potential destinations is where I have to question you again. Like what what's like what do you want exactly? The Dallas Cowboys, who have been a wreck for twenty five plus years, don't have the offensive line anymore. Ezekiel Elliott doesn't look like he's the same. They don't have the outside weapons like you have in Seattle. The coaching is questionable in Mike McCarthy. Like, why would you have the Dallas Cowboys as your number one option? Then you have the Las Vegas Raiders who don't have the offensive weapons again. John Gruden, to me, is kind of questionable. I don't know if you agree with that, but I think he's kind of questionable with the decisions he's made, especially trading away Khalil Mack, who was your best player. And then you have the Chicago Bears, who Matt Nagy, again, is another questionable coach. They don't have an offensive line like that. They don't have weapons on the outside. Allen Robinson, I don't think he's going to go back. So it's like I have to – I have to question you, and, and what's the reason behind you wanting to to move to these teams? Now, he did mention the second team he mentioned was the New Orleans Saints. And to answer the second question as to where, where do I think he should go, the New Orleans Saints. Now, there have been reports, I don't know if you've seen that on Twitter, um, 42-year-old Drew Brees working out. I don't know right. if he was trying to prove a point or what he was trying to do. But even if he wants to come back, if I'm the same time, like I don't, I don't want any part of him. He's, you know, he was crumbling down, and he's been doing that the last yeah, three years. Yeah, he looked like he was washed. Yeah, I, I'd rather have Russell Wilson, who's one of the top quarterbacks in the league. So right there, I think that's where he should go. They have everything. They have coaching. They have weapons. I wrote it down. They have a top receiver in Michael Thomas. They have a top running game in Alvin Kamara, obviously. They have great coaching. I I would consider Sean Payton one of the best coaches in football. They have, and uh, I put great slash good defense because their corners are excellent. Their defensive line is stout. So I would consider them between great and good. And then their offensive line is stacked, which is what he was complaining about. So that would be the only team I would have on the list as far as potential 
destination. So that's what I think about the situation. It's, the other three teams, I, I, I have to question him. Like, what, what's the motive for you to want to go to those three teams? Because they don't really answer what you're looking for. The New Orleans Saints is where I think he should end up. What do you think? So, to me, I kind of want to, you know, I'm trying not, not to go too long on this, but to me, I think that this speaks more to Russell Wilson, the man, than Russell Wilson, the player. Because if you think about Russell Wilson, he's been in the league, what, about 10 years about now? 10 more years or, less? or so. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that he's been very, very consistent on, aside from being a consistent player on the field, is that he's been the the quarterback that really doesn't say much. He's been the quarterback that's kind of like the team guy. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons that, you know, there was some tension or it was reported that there was some tension in Seattle is because they felt like Russell Wilson was kind of like a company man. He was that guy that was like right below the, the head coaching and kind of like one of the players, but not really one of the players and so I, I find the, the move more speaking to that side of him more than the on-field thing. That's why I, I the approach of saying, I want to stay, but if you guys want to move me, here it is. To me, this is more about power, yeah. more about control. Because one thing, as we were talking in the beginning of, of the episode— one thing that's happened in this year, I think more than any year in the NFL, it's players that are under contract or that have been on, you know, with one particular team saying like, hey, no, I want more. I want I want to flex now. I want to flex like like the NBA players do. I want to flex like major league players do yeah. as far as getting the contracts, but not even getting the contract, but putting myself in the situation that I get some some power, some flex, you know, not to to go too long, but you know, Tom Brady is a perfect example of that. Yep. People can say, "Hey, you had a good thing going in in New England and even though that last year they went out in the playoffs, you know, nobody would have been surprised if from one year to the next they would rebuild, but he was like, "Nah, this is it. Like I'm going to put myself in the situation and he put himself in the in the ideal situation yep. for him to succeed. Yep. Now we see Deshaun Watson under contract, but saying, hey, nah, I want out of here. Um, you've seen other p- people across the league on the defensive side. So I think he's seen that. And he's like, you know what? I've put in my time. Um, I've trusted you guys. I've, you know, been the company man. Now I want the company to reward me, not just with money, but with a little power. I want to have a say. I want to have a say in personnel. I want to have a say in the offense and all of these things. And so to me, that speaks more to like what it is that he's trying to do, especially as he sees these other guys in the league. Yeah. Kind of flex that muscle, you know, and yeah, like to me, that's what that's the point of it. I think that he doesn't really want to leave Seattle. I think he would rather finish his career, be that court, you know, that type of quarterback to stay there and possibly make a run. But it's like, okay, it's more like not if you want to move me, but if you can't give me what I want, these are the teams that I kind of, yeah. you know, I'm throwing it out there. Because as you mentioned, when you look at the teams, those aren't even the best scenarios that he could put himself in. 
So, you know, I, I like, mean, I would say outside of the Saints, the Saints would but be. The Saints, but the Saints, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't the Saints over the cap? So I don't think they can even, yeah, the they money, can even bring yeah, them in. Yeah, yeah. So for cap purposes, even though that is the ideal situation for him to go, the cap makes it damn near impossible, which again begs the question, why would you put a team that's damn near impossible to get you because of the cap restrictions? You know, what you mentioned about the Cowboys is spot on. You know, Jerry Jones has always been the guy that's, you know, willing to make a move, but nine times out of ten, he's proven to be the guy to make the wrong move. Yep. So why would you want to be in that situation? Um, you know, the who are the other teams? The the the, 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 the Raiders, Raiders that you mentioned, and, and the as a Bears. matter of fact. Yeah. The yeah, the, those two out of those, to be honest with you, when I looked at the options, the Saints like you were the team that's that kind of like stuck out, like, oh man, this is the team that he should go. But when I, you know, found out about the cap, then to me, the next best choice was, believe it or not, Chicago, because they have a solid defense, because they have that Khalil Mack and these other guys where Chicago has been basically a quarterback away. And, you know, it looks like Mitchell Trubisky isn't just going to be that guy. But I mean, to be fair, he, he was it, he, he was never that guy. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you know, but in the sense that this this is the guy that they traded up. Yeah, I know. In order know. <laughs> to get, you know what I mean, and so like, and, and and at least if if nothing else, this is like the perfect cop out for them for that administration for able to say, you know what, we failed with Mitchell Trubisky, but hey, we got Russell got Wilson. Russell Wilson, yeah. You know what I mean. So, so I think that that you know, as I was saying before, when you look at those teams, it doesn't look if he really wanted. A, to put himself in a situation where it's like, yo, this team is a high, but this is the team, then he would have thrown Miami into the conversation. I think they Miami's went, a team with. Weren't they in the conversation? I, I don't know. I had seen a report prior to this one coming out, which obviously it doesn't seem like it came from him, where the uh, the Jets and, and the Dolphins were also a part of, of the mixture of teams that he would potentially be, um, you know, accept, you know, that he would accept to be traded to. Right. But then if you narrow it down to the four lists that got reported, yeah, yeah. you know, then that's when you're like questioning because both of those situations, both uh, Miami and the Jets are a better situation for him to say, you know what, I, that even Washington with oh, all yeah. of whatever yeah. you talk about, like in their in their ownership and whatever it is that they're going through on the public side. The reality is the football team itself oh, yeah. Yeah. is pretty good. Yep. No, it's they, pretty they, good got, and it's up and coming. They've got great and pieces. Him, yep, that's true. Right. So with him as the quarterback, you know, where they uh, substitute, um, what is it, Heineke? I'm, I'm sorry yeah, for it's mispronouncing yeah, Heineke. the name. It's Heineke. Heineke yeah. because Alex Smith is on the way out. So when you look at it from a football perspective, there are teams that he could have put on that list. Or whether he made a bigger list, or if he was going to keep it to four lists, I would have definitely had Miami or the Jets as far as a, a better situation for him to get and have the assets in draft picks to actually get him there, um, have the cap room to surround him with more yeah. talent. So I yep. think that that really does speak to just more him trying to say like, hey, I'm on the second half of my career. I'm seeing all of these other guys, um, you know, flexing their muscle, flexing their their name. I'm one of those guys. You know what I mean? I'm Russell Wilson. I am a an, an, uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback. I have been the guy who's been there for you. I've been that management guy. Yeah. Um, 
And so now it's time to reward me. And so I think that that's more of a flex. I really, I don't see him getting moved. Um, I think it's really going to like work itself out because I really think he wants to stay there. So it's just about the power. And if I were Seattle, I think that given his play on the field and how he's, how loyal he's, he's been, they should give him some of that power, some of that say. But as we all know, when it comes to management and football, these guys really think that they know they're gods, basically, and they know better than anyone else. And players are just players. So it's going to be hard to see if they do it, but it's in their best interest to do it unless they're just going to blow up the team, get some draft picks, and start all over. I mean, with the exception, I would say with the exception of Bruce Arians, who for, for a while there seemed like he was trying to push this whole, you know, risk and no biscuit, and he finally, you know, realized that, I have to play Tom Brady's way if we want to win. And he admitted it himself. He's like, I let this guy coach. I let this guy coach right. the team. So he knew what was best for him to win because he's never won as a coach. So he knew. I, I don't think that Pete Carroll, like, for me, this the, the, the problem with this is, yes, they've surrounded him with talent. They have Chris Carson. They they have, you know, they, they picked up Carlos Hyde at some point, even though he's not the same. They have DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. You know they have weapons on the outside. On the outside, the defense, even though they lo- they lost most of their pieces, you know they picked up a guy like Jamal Adams. But the biggest right. problem to me is the offensive line. They've done absolutely nothing to fix that offensive right. line, and he's been hit. I think he's at the top of the league. You know, more far- more than any quarterback. Yeah, since and, he's been know, in the league. He's and uh, someone mentioned something which I found hilarious, which was um, Russell Wilson is 31, but he looks like one of the, the, the veterans in the league. Like, he's 38, 39 right. years old. That's how he looks because of the yeah. fact that, you know, he's been hit way too many times. And I think that, you know, when you look at quarterbacks like Drew Brees and a Tom Brady who are, are setting this new standard of playing into your 40s, I'm pretty sure Russell Wilson is probably one of those guys that's saying, man, I want to get to that point. But in order for me to get to that point, I need to get protected. Like, Right. And, there, and there's yeah. no protection. Maybe he is trying to, like, play this negotiation game, this business game, and, and trying to get something out of him. Or maybe it can be that he's actually at the point where, yo, I'm tired of getting hit, and y'all not doing anything about this offensive line, then you got to move me. Like, And I want to ask you a yeah. question. Would you, looking at the New Orleans Saints, and I know for cap reasons, you know, it, it's, right. it's, it's a, a little bit unrealistic for it to happen. But let's say you were the GM of the saints would you entertain this idea of russell wilson like obviously drew Brees is basically out out the door winston come on now that's mr 30 30 for 30 <laughs> so you definitely ain't gonna yeah. trust him Taysom hill i mean he, he played good in, in in one or two games but i don't think he's good he's enough. not he's not a starting yeah. quarterback i don't think he's a starting quarterback in this league would you do anything to to be able to pick up a guy like russell wilson who's only 31 years old I mean, yeah, the, the short answer is yes, because you what you're talking about in 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 New Orleans, excuse me, and we've said this, I think, for the past couple of years, they've been in a window. There's been a window that for a lot of us, I would say, like, maybe a couple of years ago, we thought that that window was basically closed as far as, like, New, yeah. or- New Orleans being able to compete um, and be in the conversation to, like, be one of those teams to come out of the NFC, and the one thing that obviously they had plays and, you know, we're not going to get into all those situations that kind of held them back from yeah. getting there and stuff like that. 
But right now, as it stands, the one weakness that you see in that team that can help that can hold them back from being a Super Bowl contender is the aging of Drew Brees and yeah. how he's, you know, not that quarterback anymore. So if you are able to do something where even if it costs you picks down the line, yeah, you do it because right now all of these guys that you have in 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 that team, the Michael Thomas, the Camaras, everything that defense that you talk about. At some point, these guys are going to want to get, you know, they're going to get older. Like Alvin Kamara, yep. we know the shelf life of running backs yep. is not that long. Um, it wasn't too long ago when Mark Ingram was their featured back. And then yeah. from one night to the next, Alvin Kamara became that guy. So you do have a window in, in football. They are still at the window except for that quarterback position. So if you can make it happen, if you can make the salary cap or whatever work, then heck yeah, you go after him. Because what you have, as you mentioned with the with the two other quarterbacks that they got, they're not going to be quarterbacks that you're going to be that you're going to win the Super Bowl with. So if you believe you, that's the one thing yeah. that you're missing. Yeah, you go out there and you get it. Man, let's see what, what let's see what ends up happening, man. The NFL hot stove, bro. That's something that I thought yeah, I would man. never hear. But on that topic, let's move on to our second question, right? And it's a continuation of the NFL hot stove, and it's a player that was highly coveted by many teams, and that is J.J. Watt. The uh, Arizona Cardinals um, signed him for two years. It's a two-year deal worth $31 million and includes a twenty. It includes $23 million guaranteed. Um, so... I want to ask you now, what kind of impact do you think J.J. Watt is going to have with this new Arizona Cardinals team? I mean, he's set up to do something. I like He's one of those players that you mentioned before, similar to Russell Wilson. He's in his early 30s. He plays a position that you can play into your mid-30s if you, obviously, if there's no injuries and you, know, and you maintain yourself, which J.J. Watt looks like. You know, based on his social media that he uh, he definitely <laughs> likes to work out. And so, and, you know, he has on that defensive line, he has Chandler Jones, who since he's come into the to the league, has the most sacks out of any out of anybody. So he he's definitely in a position to be set up next to next to somebody else that they listen if one of them gets double team you know the other one's going to yeah. be reaching that quarterback yep. you know they have Buda Baker they have a few you know it's a solid defense for them to do the other thing that that gives them an advantage to be able to have some impact is that believe it or not the division can be wide open because as we talked about in the first topic we don't know if Russell Wilson is going to be in Seattle at the end of at the start of the season and the San Francisco 49ers went from a team being in the Super Bowl, you know, a year ago to now not knowing if the quarterback that they have that they traded for in Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback. So, and Arizona is a team on the come up. You know, they, um, obviously the Rams, you know, with their move there, right now the Rams, I, I would say, are the favorite out of oh, that definitely. division. Yeah. But beyond them, nothing is certain. So, He's set up to do something good. My question, like, because I don't know if this happened to you, but when I when I read about it, I was completely surprised out of the teams because we talked about it in in the la in our last episode and of yeah. the teams that we talked about him potentially going. I don't think either one of us had the the Arizona Cardinals. Nope. And so 
to me, that was the biggest takeaway. I was like, really? That's where you went to? I know that he said, you know, that uh, one of the reasons that he went is because he believed in Kyler Murray. And, like, why not? Kyler Murray is showing you that he's a... you know, a top-tier quarterback, or at least on his way to be a top-tier quarterback. He he definitely has, you know, some weapons on the offensive side, including his former teammate, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. There's also some familiarity with having Vance Joseph as your defensive coordinator. Um, given that, that, that he was a, a positions coach back in Texas, yep. uh, back in Houston, I should say. But, man, I, I, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was intrigued to see him in Cleveland. I wanted to see him next to Miles Garrett and see what that... Even though it hurts my division with the Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> I definitely was interested in seeing what he did. But uh, it was definitely not within my top five choices of places that he can go. But when you look at Arizona, they look like, you know what? Not bad. And, you know, they gave him a lot of guaranteed money. So that's another reason to go there. I don't know if anybody else is giving him that kind of guarantee. So why not? What I mean, do you think? I mean, the Cardinals, they they definitely have a bright future. I, I'll say that. They have a quarterback who's who's very young. You know, he has a bright future as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They have arguably a top three receiver in DeAndre Hopkins, or probably the best. Um, you know, there's an argument for that. And their defense, you know, you, just, you mentioned the fact that he's joining – Chandler Jones, and you mentioned the fact that they're number one and number two in sacks since 2012, which is when Chandler Jones uh, was drafted right. by um, the New England Patriots, who uh, traded him away. One of those brilliant moves that Bill Belichick made. Um, the genius oh, Bill Belichick. What? But what? Um, Listen, why are you hating the guy, man? You, I'm still, you, you, I'm still venting. You sang at, you sang at his altar for like 20 years, and all of a sudden you, you, you're dropping him Listen, like a fly, man. I'm still venting about you know the fact that he didn't want Brady and he didn't you know give Brady the things that he needed. So I'm still venting about that. But the fact, the fact stands that they're one and two in sacks. So that's something that's promising. Obviously. What worries me about J.J. Watt is, as we mentioned in our, in our, I think it was the last episode when we talked about the NFL free agency, and we talked about the fact that J.J. Watt's been injured three of the last five years. So he's kind of showing that he's a little bit injury prone in this second half of his career, and it's, and it's what scares me. He can take care of himself, but in the NFL, anything can happen, and that's the problem in the that's NFL. True. Um, so can he stay healthy? I'm not sure. Can he still be that dominant force? He has nine sacks in the last two years, which is a big drop off from where he's usually been at. Um, so I, I need to see if this is actually going to be if he's going to have this great impact with this Cardinals team. But as you said, and you nailed it, the Cardinals weren't on the top five teams that we talked about as his right. potential destination. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs were interested in him. The Buffalo right. Bills were interested in him. Right there, there's two teams that were in the championship game, the AFC. You mentioned the Cleveland right. Browns, who have a, a, a dominant force in Miles Garrett. Um, even though I'm not, I wasn't too interested in him and the uh, Cleveland because you know that's another team where we can say what can go wrong will go wrong with them. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's I, true. I, I mentioned the top two teams in the AFC, the Green Bay Packers. That's which, another one. And yeah. I, I failed to mention in our last episode, he was interviewed. I don't know if it was Pat McAfee that interviewed him. And, you know, he was talking about this admiration and love that he has for Green Bay, the city, this, this football city. Well, that's, and, where, that's where he came up with. Yeah, he and, was he was that's where he went to school. And I'm just like, you know, you had this 
you know, all these good things to say about a team that was in, in the NFC championship and had a chance to win, why not go over there? But instead you sign with a team who can, who's possibly maybe the, the third or fourth best team in the NFC West. I, I do think the Rams, as you said, are the, 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 the top team in the NFC West. Um, I do think that the 49ers, even though, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't really shown us that he can be like that go-to guy. But in fi- in all fairness, their whole entire defense was injured. They're bound to get that back. Um, you know, they still have a, a great play call, even though in the playoffs it's kind of questionable. And they have some good pieces, starting with George Kittle on that side. And they've shown that they can actually go to the Super Bowl as they went there. Um, I think it was the first year that Jimmy G went to the 49ers. So to me, yeah. I think you went to what's most likely the third or fourth best team in the com- in, in that division, not even the conference, the division, when you had a chance to play with these top contenders, whether it was the Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, or the Packers. So the idea that you were interested in winning and that you wanted to win, you were trying to go to a place where, that gave you the best chance to win, I don't think that's necessarily true. And this shows it. You, you, you went to the team that was, I guess, willing to offer you the most money, $23 million guaranteed. And I get, listen, that's your money. <laughs> you only have one right. career. So go out there and get your money, but don't come out and tell us that you're trying to go to the team that gives you the best chance to win. When in fact, well, he has to say that, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I mean, like, I guess so. Unless to- you're Zach Granke, who once <laughs> said like, listen, I'm just going to, whoever gives me the most money, that's right. Like, especially JJ Watt, JJ Watt in the brand that is yeah. JJ Watt, you know what I mean? So, that's definitely on par for him to say that he wanted to go to the team that gave him the best shot. Man, but as a fan, like, it, it's kind of disappointing because, again, like, you, you're coming out and saying that and you're ending up on the freaking Cardinals, bro, when all these top contenders, real top contenders, Super Bowl contenders, actually wanted you. But instead, you chose you chose money. And, again, I'm not going to kill you for that because I'm not going to count nobody else's money. That's your money. And, obviously, right. if you want the money – you want that, but you came out and said you were you wanted to go to a place where you wanted to win. Hence, that that's exactly why you left the Texans. Obviously, they were crumbling down, but that was the reason why because right. they weren't competing anymore. And you end up in the Cardinals, who I mean, I don't know they they're probably again the third or the fourth best team in that division, not the conference. So it's kind of I'm questioning this move. I I I've, I actually sent a, a message on Facebook. Talking about this, I was like, you know, great pickup by the Cardinals, obviously. Picking up a guy like that who's second in the league in sacks since 2012. But for him, like, dude, you said you wanted to win and this is what you do? I don't know. I don't know. But here's, I mean, I kind of disagree with you. And in, in, in as far as the, the what you're saying about them being the fourth, you know, third or fourth team in the division, I, I right now, and not because of the J.J. Watt move, though, though that helps because I'm one thing I'm going to throw out. I know I mentioned Miles Garrett, and there's one thing that we kind of have overlooked as far as his numbers. But because he had no one else on that defensive line, J.J. Watt was actually doubled, double teamed more than Miles Garrett in great Cleveland. Point. And you know what he can do. Yeah, it, yeah, you know? So that's what I'm saying. The part of him being with Chandler Jones is going to help because now you can't really double team J.J. Watt because you know what you got on the other side of that defensive no, line. Of course, and of so. Course. If he still has talent, obviously the injury, because in football, like in any sport, yeah. injury throws everything out of the window. 
So if he stays healthy, I think he definitely has a, a chance to have a better impact than he's had in Houston the last couple of years because he's going to have that extra help on the defensive line, especially with um, with Chandler Jones. So that, I think, puts him in a better situation. And I think given what I'm, I'm going to repeat a little bit what I said before, but given the uncertainties that you have on some of these other teams, man, like you, we really don't know. Cause for example, the Rams are sound like a sure thing as far as being the number one team in that division. But we don't know what's going to happen with Matt Stafford. Cause yeah. he's a guy that's also had his injury issues early in his career. And so if he's out the window, then Hey, Given with the the turmoil, or at least the the reports that are coming out of Seattle, we really don't know. So he um, and if Kyler Murray continues to progress the way that he's doing, man, that that's a team that can really compete. What again? I was it, was it a top five choice or top ten? Probably not. But and it doesn't to me. They don't become like you know the 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 favorites to go for the NFC Championship or even go to the Super Bowl. But it doesn't. It wasn't the worst place for him to land. And like you said, when you get twenty three million dollars guaranteed, yeah, I can see why he ended up there. Oh no, of course. Listen, they they, they were willing to pay the money. My only thing again, and, and I'll end this topic with this, is the fact that you have these top tier contenders that actually wanted you, and you chose to go to a team guaranteed money. Yeah, baby. that that that, that, that was the difference. Money. He, he chose to go to the team that doesn't give you that guaranteed, you know, I guess guaranteed money and doesn't give you a guarantee to to be there at the end. Those other teams did, but listen, they, they're, they're a good team. They have a good situation, and they also gave him the money, which is yeah, what he definitely. wanted. If nothing else, I, I definitely I am intrigued to see what that team is going to look oh, yeah. like. And, you know, whether you're a fan of J.J. Watt, the person or the player, um, the reality, it is going to be interesting to see. If he's healthy, if that defensive line is healthy, hey, that's another team out in that NFC West that can compete. And, man, that, that, that's good. I'm here for that. I definitely <laughs> want to see that. All right. So let's move on uh, to our third topic, which is some Yeah, yeah, yeah. NBA I'll, basketball. I'll take that, that one. So this is a conversation that I think anybody that talks sports has every year. It's <laughs> totally meaningless, but, you know, it's sports. Come on. like let's, that, That's what we do out here. And that's with the NBA All Stars. Um, you know the teams were were announced a couple of a couple of days ago. I think it was last week, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And the yearly conversation is who got snubbed. And so you, depending on what team you root for or yeah. what conference you you favor, you they're always gonna feel like people. You're always gonna feel like people got snubbed. And so for my question to you is, who do you think this year was the the number one snob? Yo, on the Snub, excuse yeah, me. On, <laughs> in the Western Conference, it was kind of difficult to see if there was a snub. I mean, look at the look at who was obviously selected to go to the All Star Game: LeBron James, Curry, Doncic, Jokic, Leonard, PG thirteen or Pandemic thirteen, but you want to call him, uh, Rudy Gobert, <laughs> <laughs> Damian Lillard, uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell, CP three, Zion, and and Booker. Um, so it's just like to me. Who else would you want to have instead of those guys? It seems like they're the the top guys in the Western Conference. You know, Zion, uh, um, he's developing into this, you know, beast in the paint. You know, he knows what he's good at, so he's relying on that. And what he's good at is he can rebound 
and he can dominate you in the paint. And he's one of the best young talents in the league. In the Eastern Conference, you have Giannis, Beal, Embiid, Kyrie, Tatum. Obviously, KD was on there, but KD got, you know, he's injured. Um, Tatum, Brown, Harden, Levine, Julius Randle, a Nick. Oh, my God. A Nick in the All-Star game. <laughs> hey, man. They're tied for fourth right now. Yo, don't, I know. I can't don't, even, don't hate on the Knicks I right can't now. even talk crap right now. Um, they have <laughs> Ben Simmons, uh, Nikola Vujicic, and Sabonis, who's replacing KD. Now, in the Eastern Conference, which is the, the list I just mentioned, man, Trey Young didn't make it? Like, he's one of the best in the league. Obviously, you want him out there in an All-Star environment because he's electric. That's the whole point of the All-Star game, to have one of the top players who's also electric go out there and compete in this exhibition matchup because that's what it is. It's not, oh, we need to win this game. Nah, it's let's have some fun. Let's, let's, you know, let's have some fun for the fans. And why wouldn't you select Trey Young, who's one of the most exciting players in the league right now? He can shoot from anywhere. He can do everything. He has that exhibition-style game. And I would have loved to see him instead of a guy like Sabonis or Vujovic. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. But I would have rather had a guy like Trey Young out there. Maybe these guys have better stats than Trey Young, and maybe that's why they were selected. But it's it's an exhibition match, man. Like, some guy, a guy like Trey Young, we need to have out there. So the only snub that I can possibly think of was him. Like, Western Conference, I think it's all set. But I think Trey Young should have had a chance and should have been in there to, to have some fun because that's what this is all about. So what do you think? Uh, well, I'm going to break it down a little deeper, if I may, because some of this stuff has been corrected ever um, since the, the lineups were announced. Um, I'm, I'm going to start. Well, it was mostly in the West. In the East, I totally agree with you. The one guy that I think should have made it be- for all the reasons that you mentioned is Trey Young. He's definitely the guy that you want to see out there for all the reasons that you said, so I'm not even going to, like, elaborate. You nailed it perfectly. On the West, what I had issues with, number one, were the starters. I know that the starters, there's some formula that's, like, partial to the fans, partially the players, and then partially the media. But that formula, whatever it is, needs to be reworked because there's no way that Damian Lillard should not have been a starter on the West Coast team. Like, I don't know if you agree with me, but here's a guy that's, like, you got to put him in the MVP conversation. That's true. That's true. And so, like, I know that most, some of it is popularity, and it's kind of disappointing in a way, but, man, there's no way that he doesn't make, you know, that he's not one of those guys that you put in top five, whether you want to take out Steph because... Golden State hasn't, you know, had the record. Where do you want to take out a guy like Don Doncic, who's like, yeah, he's played good, but he's missed a couple of games, whereas Lillard has been there day one. And so to me, that was kind of my, like, one of my uh, nitpicks, if you want to call it that. The other one that I had, which was corrected because AD was got injured and he was replaced, but... How does Devin Booker like oh, not yeah. make it in the initial in the initial group? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come and there was on, an actual like, debate between whether whether uh, um whether it it should have been him or CP3 because remember CP3 got selected over him and many right. had had issues with that as well. 
Right. So that's that's a perfect thing. If, like, if you're going to have an all-star from Phoenix, man, like, I get Chris Paul from, like, being the veteran or whatever, whatever. But to your point about it being an exhibition and if you're trying to put out there the people that, that are going to put up buckets and the, the person that's put up the numbers in the regular season, man, if you're going to take somebody out of Phoenix, you take Devin Booker before CP3, like... I think CP3 would be like, yeah, yeah, he deserves it more than I do. So that was my second gripe. But, you know, like I said, luckily it was fixed um, given the injury situation of AD and he was brought in. And then the last one, and I just got to throw it out there for sentimental reasons. But, man, my man DeMar DeRozan should have been in that in that, in that that roster. You know what I mean? I don't know who you take out. Maybe Rudy Gobert since you already have Donovan um, Mitchell. But... The truth of the matter is, like, San Antonio... Well, San Antonio's never been the flashy team. Um, obviously, they've had their, you know, superstars in Tim Duncan in his era, Kawhi, you know, Tony Parker, Ginobili, and all of these guys. But in the past few years, especially after Duncan retired, you know, it's been, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge um, after, you know, Kawhi got traded or whatnot. But hey, DeMar DeRozan is putting up 20 points a game. He's putting uh grabbing five rebounds a game, over seven assists per game, and has San Antonio, who isn't this team that anybody picks to be strong yeah. in the West. Hey, he has them half half a game between um out of like home court. Yeah. Like out of being the fourth seeder. You 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 know, so as a fan of the San Antonio Spurs, the, like that's the one guy that I would, you know, I'd be like, "Yo, come on, man! How you how you not gonna throw my man in there? Because he's been, he has been, he's not gonna be Kawhi Leonard, but few people can be Kawhi Leonard. But as far as what San Antonio received in that trade, man, people can't front on Demar Derozan and how he's played in his time in San Antonio." So I think that he was deserving of being an all-star this year. It's Again, it's a conversation that you're nitpicking because at the end of the day, it is the top players in the league. But those are like my little gripes as far as the the, the biggest one, obviously, is that I wanted to see Lillard be an all-star, uh, be a starter in, in, in the all-star. I think I, 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 I guess the way I would try to reorder it, because um, Curry, Curry's been balling out, man. Like, he doesn't have clay. You know, Draymond, you know, he, he he hasn't been there since the start. And you're working with this team who you, you were once the, the greatest shooting team in the NBA. So now you don't re- you're not really surrounded by any shooters outside of um, Steph Curry. And Steph Curry has been balling out, man. And I think that that's maybe something that people are looking at. You know, he's back to his old self, you can say. The issue, obviously, being is that they don't really have a great team. They don't have a great team. And if they're afloat, it's because of Steph Curry and the likes of Draymond Green, who has just come back. So I think that's why I guess they started over Damian Lillard. But I agree with your point about Doncic. He's been up and down the whole season. Um, Their, their team isn't, you know, really there. They're, they're starting to pick it up, but they aren't really at the top of the league right now. And Damian Lillard has been balling out every single game. So I agree that if they could have found again, it's an exhibition matchup. So just put him in there. Whether it doesn't matter if you have three point guards, who cares? Put him right. in there. Like get it done. Like this is all to have fun, but give him the honor of saying, "Hey, you're one of the all star starters." 
not just right. a reserve. You're a starter. So I'm with you there. Try to find a way to put him in there because he's been balling out. And to your Devin Booker point, you know, as we know, he wouldn't have made it if AD didn't get injured. Um, it's an actual debate. You know, I, I I would have put Devin Booker in there because you already have too many point guards, whether it's Curry, Doncic, Lillard. You need some more shooting guards. I know it's, again, we're being nitpicky here. So if, right. if there's a reason why I would have chosen Devin Booker over CP3, who's a free, a great player, great point right. guard. But we need we need we need shooting guards. We need some some more flashiness. We already right, have flashiness right, right, from right. the point guard position. Let me get Devin Booker, who's another player like a Trey Young that can shoot from anywhere. He can take you off the dribble. Kind of reminds us of Kobe Bryant as a shooting guard. You know what I mean? So right. like he can get it done as well, and he can also have some fun. So I agree with you. I would have chosen him for the simple fact that we already have too many point guards to go out there. So. Again, we're we're both nitpicking because th- there are so many great players in this league right now, um, and when it comes to All Star games, um, you're you're gonna end up doing that. You're gonna end up trying to bring someone down to bring someone up. That's what that's what you have yeah. to do. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the game is happening on schedule as uh, they reported. So, hopefully, at the end of the day, comes out as a good game. First and foremost, that everybody stays healthy. You know that that this game doesn't hamper. Uh, the the season in any way shape or form you know so I'm hope first and foremost hopefully everybody gets down to Georgia and is safe and goes back to their teams with no complications due to COVID or anything else and then then secondly that we have a great game you know and so uh, you know at least there's going to be enough flashy players and entertaining players to give us a good game so looking forward to seeing that game yeah true. so yeah that's going to be it. That's going to be our episode for today. As we always do every week, we just want to say thank you to everybody for listening to us, for supporting, and go out there. Keep supporting us. Go on Apple Podcasts, Google Spot, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your favorite uh, podcasts. We're there. Rate, review, subscribe, download, all that good stuff. And obviously, make sure you go check us out on social media. We're out there to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let us know how we're doing. Keep the conversation. Comment. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about next. But that's going to be it. This is the latest edition of the Pull Up and Chat podcast. I'm Victor. That's Juan. Mi gente. Peace out.